it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who didn't give the entire middle class the middle finger yesterday. Joe Biden signing off on student loan forgiveness and says he doesn't care if it's not fair to the taxpayer. Biden sucks. Oh, he really does. Barack Obama had a book called The Audacity of Hope. I believe Joe Biden's going to write one called The Audacity of Dope because I got to be honest with you, man. We are less than 80 days out from the midterms, and this dude just screwed over every taxpaying American in the country to help out a couple of wealthy people he needs to buy votes from. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Oh, it's a mess. We will clean it up, though, at 888-788-9910. Big Thursday episode of the show. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of the shindig. Also, the phone number if you don't want to be a part of this shindig. If you want to just call me up and be like, and another thing, Fela, with the outfits you wear on TV. Uh, the point is, do what you want. Uh, if you do want to chime in, be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a <laughs> That is all. Uh, when I wrap this up today, I am heading out to Carson, uh, Carson, Nevada, uh, for four sold-out shows. They are now sold out at the Carson City Nuggets. So thank you to everybody who's coming out. We're going to get rowdy. If you didn't get tickets to the show. Okay, we are doing a live meet and greet, a free meet and greet in the Nugget at noon on Friday. Uh, You will see Jimmy Fallon less than an hour removed from getting to the hotel with any luck because I have to fly into Sacramento tonight, uh, drive my way across to Reno. At some point, I should probably go to sleep, uh, preferably when I'm not driving this time. But the fact remains, uh, by hook or by crook, we will be in Carson in the morning. You're all welcome to come down and hang out with your radio buddy. Of course, if you want to see a real comedy act in the meantime, head out to the White House where Joe Biden spoke yesterday in regards to this bill. Biden is such a disaster. Yo, all right, I just, just to be upfront, okay, understand this. Student loan forgiveness, the cost of college tuition, doesn't affect me, okay? My son is 13, but he's six foot five. He's going to get a women's basketball scholarship. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. I don't know. Am I dumb for making that joke? I mean, he probably has a decent shot. He throws on a wig and he's like, I'm a girl. They're like, you're on varsity. You never know. I mean, that's the way the world is going. Uh, but again, okay, the estimates we have on student loan forgiveness are what? It's going to cost us between 400 to $600 billion. It's going to give 70% of the benefits to the top 3 to 5% of income earners in this country. That's not right. It's not right. I mean, think about that. If you're a plumber who didn't go to college, you're a former cab driver like me. Okay, whatever you happen to do, you're an OTR trucker, you work in a trade, you're making money, you're busting your ass. Okay, you now have to pay off a loan that you didn't even take out. What the hell is the world? There's no way around the fact, no matter how you construe, oh, but it helps with COVID or equity or anything in between. The only explanation for this is that it's an attempt to buy 
votes. He knows what he's talking about. There's no other explanation. That's all it is. You can't tell me anything else, okay? If you want to say, well, we're doing this because we're concerned about the staggering cost of college tuition. (laughs) This doesn't do anything to address the staggering cost of college tuition. In fact, now that the colleges know the government's going to bail people out at the, you know, cost of the taxpayer, what are the colleges actually going to do? They're going to raise prices. Bingo. So this won't lower prices. It'll raise them. Number one. Number two, when they throw out these staggering numbers, oh, the American student carries $2 trillion in student debt. Here's a newsflash. Even with this money being forgiven, we are on pace to be at the same level of student debt in this country within four years. You understand? So this is nothing. This is literally, we're less than 80 days to the midterms. Biden's approval rating with voters between the ages of 18 and 29 has fallen by 40 points. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. That's exactly what motivated this. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. What can we do to try to get some young people to vote for us? I agree with that. So enter this. Enter the dragon, if you will. It's a good Bruce Lee movie if you're into some karate fights. Okay, here is Biden explaining why, you know, this, no, this, is a good, this is a good thing. You don't understand. This is going to help. I'll let, I'll, I'll, again, I am not here to distort the words of a president. These are the things he said. Okay, it's clip three. But I believe my plan is responsible and fair. It focuses the benefit on middle class and working families. It helps both current and future borrowers and will fix a badly broken system. And these actions are built on my administration's effort to make college more affordable in the first place. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Dude, it doesn't help anybody in the middle class, okay? It's making middle-class taxpayers pay for loans that they didn't actually take out. This is ridiculous. Okay, number one. Number two, again and again and again, when he says things like middle class, the minorities, COVID. Okay, the top three to five percent of income earners are getting 70% of the benefits. So, yes, there are going to be some people in the lower end of the economic stratosphere that get a $10,000 loan forgiven. But, yo, that's contract law. You signed a contract under the laws of this country saying I will pay you this money in exchange for this product. Now, you got the product, but now you don't actually have to pay the money you agreed to pay? No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. It's a scam. Okay, and here's a little more of it. Okay, because this is fascinating. Here's more Biden. Okay, it's it's so dumb. Here he goes in. He he starts in with racist commentary to make this work. You know, black and Hispanics don't own homes. Listen to this. Clip seven. Many of you had to leave school because of financial strain was much too high. About a third of the borrowers have debt, but no degree. And worst of both worlds, debt and no degree. The burden is especially heavy on black and Hispanic borrowers who on average have less family wealth to pay for it. There's no they don't own their homes to borrow against to be able to pay for college. That was embarrassing. Yo, I mean, really get this doddering old fool off the stage. Black and Hispanic voters. They don't own homes. (laughs) Wait, what? Not even close. Yo, that's racist. Not a black and they, they can't own homes. This goes all the way back to, you remember, when the infantilized worldview the Democratic Party holds towards black voters 
resulted in Joe Biden claiming that asking a black person to show an ID was Jim Crow on steroids. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia. Imagine that. Imagine that. Not a black. They're not even capable of getting an ID. They don't own homes. What in what world is he living in? Like, I understand he was born in 1822, but it's 2022. Okay, where black Americans are thriving. Okay, we had a black president in the White House for two terms. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And Biden was his vice president for all of those eight years. Okay, and the guy got elected with overwhelming majorities twice. And he didn't even have a particularly strong record in governance. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But I mean, think about it. How much oppression can you sell us? Just four years removed from a black president at a time when we currently have a black female vice president who's so stupid she studied for a COVID test. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. But you know who's not stupid? The American people. Okay, folks are pissed about this, and they should be pissed about this. This is an economic injustice. There's no version of this. There's no version of this that's fair. And Biden tried defending it as he was walking off the stage. He was asked, well, how is this, you know, how is this fair to the people who didn't take out these loans? And what does he yell about? He yells in this clip I'm about to play you. It's not great audio because he's walking away from the mic because, you know, he doesn't take questions. He just runs for it. But he says, well, is it fair for the corporations to not pay taxes? So what's the logic here? What's the logic? Well, uh, you know. Corporations are screwing us over, so we're going to screw you. That's the justification? This is clip eight. Mr. President, is this unfair to people who paid their student loans or chose not to take out loans? Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh, do not own the multi-billion dollar businesses if she wants these guys getting more taxes? Is that fair? What do you think? What an idiot. I mean, think about it. That's the defense. So is it isn't it unfair to people who paid their student loans properly or chose not to take out a loan? He's essentially saying, yeah, but what does that matter? Because there's corporations that don't take, you know, that don't pay enough taxes. So, you know, yeah, it's unfair, but class warfare. Okay, this is what they're doing. I want you to understand. You're welcome. This is not an enemy show. Like if you don't agree with the host, this is not one of those shows where I'm like, you're not welcome. Get off the phone. We don't do that, man. Okay, this is a hang. I'm not an activist. I'm not upset with Joe Biden because he's a Democrat and I want you to vote Republican. I am upset with Joe Biden because the guy is a, you know, that's all. That's why I'm upset with Joe Biden, because again and again and again, every time he's asked to lead this country, the guy reveals that he's a every single time. Tell it like it is. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre telling it like it isn't. She was asked by Peter Ducey. Who's going to pay for this? Hey, Karine Jean-Pierre, who's paying the bill? Clip nine. Who is paying for this? What we are saying is the the work that this administration has done, the work that the Democrats in Congress has done is actually there. And you see that the one point seven trillion deficit in deficit uh, deduction that you see is is going to benefit us in being able to do something for the middle class, to do something for the middle class. This is about doing something for people who make less than one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. trillion. That's what we've been able to do. But when you forgive debt, you're not just disappearing debt. So who is paying for this? 
And then I'll give you the second part. We lifted the pause, right? We're going to lift the pause uh, at the end of this year, which is going to matter. Stop lying to us. Dude, did you hear what she said at the end, by the way? We lifted the pause at the end of the year. And that's going to matter. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Understand, okay, the pause she's referring to is the pause on student loan payments during the pandemic. Now, when those payments go back into effect at the end of the year, guess what they start paying off? The other loans. You are correct, sir. They don't go towards paying off this loan. So when he says, like, who's paying for this? And she won't give a straight answer. What she's really saying is you are. Pay up, suckers. That's what she's saying. Okay, here she is claiming it'll reduce inflation. Clip 10. That's why the Economic Policy Institute has said that that claim that canceling debt is inflationary is profoundly off base. And the Roosevelt Institute has even has gone even further uh, to say that a deal that cancels student debt and restarted payments would reduce inflation. Taken together, the actions the president announced today are not only economically responsible, they will provide real benefits uh, to families. You suck. I mean, really, who does your family feel like it's benefiting from paying a loan that didn't even take out? I know mine doesn't. I know when I went home last night, Jenny wasn't like, good news. We're about to get a tax bill for some loan neither one of us took out. No, it's great. And you know what the biggest scam of it all is? I mean, they admit, okay, okay, they admit they're screwing people over. Here's Miguel Cardona talking to Peter Ducey about the fairness of the handout. The first clip is clip 13. To the fairness question, the people that are sitting at home having just paid off their student loans or having paid them off years ago, What's in it for them? Right. right. Well, look, when we address some of the issues that could lead to default uh, payments or default borrowers in the future, that affects everyone. We should be proud that we're able to help Americans that need help right now. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. So when he said, okay, Peter Ducey said, well, what's in it for the people who've paid off their loans or paid them off years ago? What's in it for them? Do you know what he said? Basically said nothing. Correctamundo. How could you make that claim, Jimmy Fallon? I can make that claim because here's the rest of the statement. Clip 14. People that already paid their student loans, right. they don't get anything out of this deal. Right. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. I'll play it again. Verbatim. People who already played their student loans, they don't get anything out of this deal. Clip 14. People that already paid their student loans, right. they don't get anything out of this deal. Right. It's actually... I want to amend this statement because technically you all get something out of this deal if you already paid your loans. You get a big, giant middle finger from the guy trying to buy votes in the White House. This is total crap. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. (gasps) Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. Look, I'm not at all surprised that Mitch McConnell is attacking this. And the reason he's attacking it is because it is very, very popular popular among Democrats 
independents, Republicans popular. And you know why? Because I don't think there's anybody left in America who doesn't know somebody who isn't struggling with student loan debt. Um, this has become a part of our country now. People for whom their only sin was to want to try to get an education and not be in a family that it could afford to write a check for it. And what we're saying is, as a nation, we can do better than that. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Now, you know, in fairness, not everybody can fake Native American heritage to get ahead in college and life. <laughs> so she's, she, you know, she's actually, oddly enough, she's speaking from a place of white privilege, although she pretended not to be white in order to get into college and work. What a fraud. But understand, when Elizabeth Warren says, oh, I don't know anybody left in America who doesn't know somebody who isn't struggling with student loan debt. Okay, fine. But in what world is it okay or fair or helpful to hand that debt over to somebody else who didn't take out the loan? Dude, are you kidding me? Oh, it's, it's unfair that these people are struggling with debt. Well, what's fair would be, you know, making the people who didn't accrue the debt pay for it. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay. People whose only sin was to try to get an education and not be in a family that could afford to write a check. That's their only sin was to take out a loan. Fine. I get it. I have empathy. Their only sin was to take out a loan. Hey. How about the people paying for this who didn't commit any sin, no sin, zero sin, whether they didn't take out a loan or they did take out a loan and pay it off? The fact remains you want us to wash the hands of these sinners at the expense, at the expense of the people who didn't actually commit the sins. That is offensive and it is not true. It's beyond offensive. And it's not true. It's disgusting. Okay, she says this is popular. We're going to go to the calls in the, in the next segment. I'm going to open up the phones. We're just going to have some good old-fashioned you and me time. 888-788-9910. Is this popular? Is it fair? If you can make a case for it, I'm all in. Okay, I, again, I don't like getting on the radio and being like, oh, they suck again. I'd love to give him credit. If you can talk me into believing this is fair or just or it'll help the economy or the country in any way, I'm rooting for you. I am rooting for you. You are not my enemy. You are my American teammate. And it's about time we learn to play team ball because we are in last place right now in the standings because we have a coach right now who has no idea what he's doing. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just... They're not respecting our country the way they used to. I agree with that. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Busy day today. We're going to be talking with Lara Trump daughter-in-law of your former president 
on the latest filings from the Department of Justice. Uh, as of this second, uh, the affidavit remains sealed. The affidavit, of course, used to obtain a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago, raiding a former president for the first time in 246 years. And we still don't have any specificity, which makes it look an awful lot like a fishing expedition. Just a quick note on that. When the president leaves the White House, the General Services uh, Administration packs the president. Okay, they pack his belongings. They pack his documents. They pack his, you know, his computer if he's got a laptop. They pack his clothes if he brought clothes. They pack his mementos. They pack his, you know, paintings. Whatever the hell he brought to the White House. Okay, if Melania brought in, you know, couple of skimpy pairs of lingerie. Hubba, hubba. Okay, the GSA packs that for them and moves them out of the White House. This is not like they checked out of a La Quinta and they just like, you scramble because checkout time's at 11. You just throw anything you can in a bag and you run for it. That's not how presidents check out of the highest office in the land. Meaning if the guy left the White House with something, the people who are now mad at him for doing so are the ones that actually packed it. That's just how white folks will do you. Okay, it's a scam. We will get into it. But right now it's the current president scamming the country. He tried to explain why really quickly. I'm going to get into your calls. But here is Biden making the case in several languages for student loan forgiveness. Clip I remember my senior year, I got into... Uh one of the little ivies, and I got into a number of schools, and we're trying to get the money, even with financial assistance, to be able to go there. We had four kids, all of uh, all of us wanting to go to school. And, um, and I remember going down after a baseball game. I went, went to a really good school up in Claymont, Delaware, on the Pennsylvania border, and uh, drove down to Newark, Delaware. My dad worked at an automobile agency. And I walked in, and I had my spikes... And because the reason I was going down, when your dad works in an automobile agency, the great advantage, you get a new car to go to the prom or a good used car off the lot. You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. And so I went down to my 51 Plymouth uh, with uh, beach towels for seat covers. And uh, I had my uniform on, my spikes off. I ran in, and the woman's name was Mary, who ran the place. I said, Mary, where's dad? She said, he's out in the lane going into the, in the repair shop. Give my word. True story. Have you ever had a checkup? Um, folks, I'm just I'm asking honestly as a friend, as your fellow American. What, did that have anything to do with the cost of college tuition? The answer would be no. He's <laughs> talking about going to the prom and getting a used car. Well, a new car, but it's a new it's a used car. God's honest truth. True story. And it's a nice one. But we've got towels for seat covers. I was in my baseball spikes. I went to see my dad. We have a president that is clearly not all there. This is, I mean, it's embarrassing. And just so you understand, I'm going to get into your calls, 888-788-9910. If you can tell me this is a good thing, you're welcome to. I'm not going to be mad at you. I'll actually say, you got me. I don't get on the air because I want to be right. I get on the air, I'm new to this, man. Okay, I want to be a talk show host. I don't want to be an activist. I don't want to campaign for politicians. It's not what I do. There are politicians come on the show that I like an awful lot. If you want to vote for them, that's your choice. If you don't, it's your choice. The beautiful thing about America is, uh, you know, we were founded on this policy, this thing. It was called freedom. But a lot of your freedoms are being taken away, whether it was through a vaccine mandate that doesn't stop you from getting COVID. 
or whether now it's about what you choose to spend your money on. You didn't go to college. No big deal. You're still going to pay for college. Like this is a scam. This is a scam. It is a vote buying scam. And I want you to understand they're in a really desperate spot right now. We're less than 80 days out from the midterms. They're projecting to lose the highest number of incumbent seats in the history of this country. The guy who currently holds the record, by the way, fellow by the name of Barack Obama. Don't be thick, all right? Obama had the record. Biden is on pace to destroy that record. So something you've heard me say in the past is that they're going on a shopping spree right now. If you remember the old game shows where they'd be like, all right, here's a shopping cart. You're going into Toys R Us. You've got five minutes to throw every toy you can find right into the cart. And whatever you get in the cart, you can keep. But in this instance, Toys R Us isn't giving away these toys. You and your parents are being forced to pay for them. And why are they doing this? When Biden was elected president, 60% of his votes came from people under the age of 40, 60%. Well, people under the age of 40 right now, people under the age of 40, disapprove of Joe Biden by 53%. Let's go, Brandon. Think about that. 53% of Americans, 74% of Americans think we're headed in the wrong direction. 75% of Americans don't want Joe Biden to run again. In 2024. Come on, man. Okay, so understand what he did yesterday was attempt to buy those poll numbers up a little bit. Come on, man. Marshall, on the line in American Falls, Idaho. Yo, Marshall. Yes, so, you know, you keep saying we need to play team ball, and I'm getting tired of hearing this because we don't have a team. (laughs) This is just like... The Raiders, and then when Al Davis, rest in rest uh-huh. in peace, uh-huh. was ahead of this deal, and they got the number one pick, and they needed a running back, and what did they pick? A punter. <laughs> and then the next year they get the number one pick again because they take their season, and guess what? What they pick? A kicker. <laughs> and so the deal is, is we've got we've got a Jay a Jay Flack or Jay. Cutler and a Flacco as a quarterback who's fumbling. Flacco could hit the long pass, but he can't hit the 20 yard pass. And so you're expecting me to play as a quarterback who cannot make his passes. And so, and then the deal is the worst thing out of this the Republicans are our defense, but we have no defense. Because the the opposition is running through us like a wet paper bag. Oh, and so what team do we have? We have no team. Listen, these aren't bad points. I should point out that Al Davis, to his credit, at least won Super Bowls in Oakland and again in Los Angeles. We are on no trajectory to win a Super Bowl. And I will defend Sebastian Janikowski as a draft pick, although he did put up more points on his license than he did on the scoreboard. But your analogy holds true, man. The Republicans suck, and I'm always happy to say that. You know, obviously, like I, you know, stand up for conservative principles, but there isn't a strong enough fight coming. Like Mitch McConnell didn't fight the raid in Mar-a-Lago. He doesn't fight this hard enough because deep down, Mitch McConnell is an establishment shill. He's part of the uniparty that just wants to sell out the middle class. They get rich off this stuff and they maintain their iron grip on power. So you're right to say that. But that's why also Marshall people listening right now, whether they follow our football talk or not, need to understand it's not about party. It's about people. And you really do have to vote 
vote for the folks that you think might legitimately care? Because you've been around long enough to realize nobody really does care. It's like 90 percent of Washington is just one party. You're so right. I mean, when you mentioned Roger Clemens, I'm a Yankees fan. I've been a Yankees fan since I could say Babe Ruth. Oh, there you go. And when Roger Clemens came on board, I was on board going, yes, we finally got pitching. Mm-hmm. But then we get A-Rod, who's all show, no dough during the World Series, and I'm going, great, we got a all show president with no dough. There's no closer here. Yeah, well, and, we do have some dough. We, we, we do have some dough, but we sent it all to Ukraine. That's the problem. Very true. And the deal is, is with Trump, I'm not a Trump fan, but I respect what he did. He has, he is a fighter, but he doesn't have the knockout punch. And so what he needs to do this next time, if he does, is he needs to get people around him who are like the George Foremans or the Frasers who had knockout punches to help him win this thing. Uh-huh. Because if not, it's going to get worse and it's not going to get better for years. No, you're right. No, you're making a lot of good points here, whether it's Trump or it's DeSantis. Uh, I, what do you think, by the way? I'm going to be talking to Lara Trump in the next hour, but what do you actually think? What, what, what do you want to see happen? What do I want to see happen? I want to see a candidate who will run his campaign or her campaign. I don't care Mm -hmm. about gender Mm -hmm. who can run with a record abandonment and who has no fear. Yeah. Then when they get in, they torch the place. They start firing people right and left and replace everyone. Get rid of the Department of Education. Get rid of the IRS because we don't need them. That's why we got the Department of Treasury, yeah. and and things like that. And basically say we are here for the people, not for special interests. Imagine that. I mean, that would it would be epic to see it happen. Uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty crowded dance card you've outlined. But you know what, Marshall, as the general manager of America, that's your new job title. Uh, I'm just going to follow your vision for the team. Uh, great call, brother. Let's do it again soon. All right, thank you. My man, there he goes. Marshall out in American Falls, Idaho, says, Jimmy, we can't play team ball. We don't have a team. He's kind of right. I mean, this is the one thing you got to understand. Okay, Marshall says he's not a big Trump guy. You don't have to be a big Trump guy to get, okay, that Trump really is so wildly unpopular in Washington because he isn't one of them. So even if the next guy that comes along is a is not Trump, but he is an outsider, You know what I'm saying? If it was a guy like Mark Cuban, I'm not saying he's going to run, but I'm saying if it was somebody like that who came from the business world and wasn't a regular establishment figure in Washington, they're going to try to ruin that man. Okay, I don't think anyone has ever stopped for a second and quantified. Normally when somebody wins an election, right, there's like a two-month grace period where the guy who wins gives his big speech, the guy who loses concedes, and then they both just exit stage left. And the next time you see your president-elect is the week of the inauguration. He's on the Time magazine cover on the back of a train or getting onto a plane. Here we go, the new era in America, and that's the way it works. But when Trump won and the people in Washington who have had their hands on the levers of power for the prior 240 years woke up to a reality that they were no longer in charge— They lost their minds, and it immediately descended into an exercise in crushing the outsider. And again and again and again, I'm not telling you Trump's the perfect person. I know he's not. I'm aware. 
but what they did to him in an attempt to stop him, in an attempt to make sure nobody from the outside. doesn't have to be Trump. could be anybody, anybody from the business world. Who do you like? They ain't letting him in. They don't want him in there. And that's why even in this moment, you know, a guy like Mitch McConnell doesn't care if Joe Biden wins reelection. A guy like Mitch McConnell doesn't really care if the Democrats win. Okay, they listen. They care about presidential elections because of Supreme Court nominees. But everything along the fringes of our national budget, they don't care about. They don't care about. It's special interest money. It's lobbyist money. It's the gravy train they've all been riding since the beginning of time. That's where outsiders are valuable to you and me as American citizens who want to see the government be accountable to its people. But I got to be honest with you. This is not a world where outsiders are ever going to have an easy time again getting in there. So we have to really focus our energy on electing insiders who might actually have the decency to do something for their people. You know, most people go to Washington. Why? Because they want lobbyist money and there's all kinds of free hookers everywhere in town. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. You have no idea how the level of insane (laughs) sexual debauchery in Washington, D.C. This country needs Jesus, okay? It's a mess. Let me get back to the phones. I'm all worked up. Marianne is in Geneva, New York. It's a home game for me. Yo, Marianne. Hi, how are you? I'm better now. I needed some New York energy, so thank you for checking in. Okay. Okay. Um, So uh, two points. The first one, I just heard that clip about Biden saying about people of color mm-hmm. basically aren't homeowners, okay, yeah. which of course is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't matter what color you are. If you're a homeowner, first of all, you probably are mortgaged out. And second of all, you don't get student loans for your kids or whatever mm-hmm. by getting a mortgage, okay? Yes. So they're just so out of touch with the regular everyday American. It's a great but point. The main thing that's been bothering me about this whole student loan thing mm-hmm. is. Um, when you go into a federal bankruptcy, which across America for decades, people have, through no fault of their own, ended up in bankruptcy, usually because of a health issue or something, you lose an income. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed, you're not forgiven the student loans. The three things that you can do is you can keep one vehicle per adult. Mm-hmm. You can keep your house if you continue to pay and it's paid up. Mm-hmm. But you, and you can't get, you have to pay your student loans. So they're not forgiven. So if the federal government, through bankruptcy, is not forgiving the federal loans of people who, you know, nobody wants to go to bankruptcy, who who have had a a, a horrible experience, Mm -hmm. but yet they can forgive them for, you know, it just doesn't seem, you think it'd be against some kind of federal code or something. Well, it's very interesting, okay, because I'm going to play a clip after you get off the phone, as sad as I'm going to be to see you go. Nancy Pelosi, Uh actually in July of last year, said it's illegal for the president to do this, and he doesn't have the authority, only Congress does. And now everybody who's, like, cheering Biden on for doing this is conveniently forgetting the fact that it is against the law. Like, what you're saying is right. Marianne, we need to send you to Washington. Would you be into it? No, I'm too smart. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. All right. You got me, Marianne. Well, if you change your mind, I will be your campaign manager right here on the air. Good call. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Have a great day. Uh, To Marianne's brilliant point, Marianne, who is not on the ballot, uh, here's uh, Nancy Pelosi saying the president can't legally do this. Clip two. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would that has to be 
an act of Congress. I, I, w I don't even like to call it forgiveness because that Im implies a transgression. It's not to be forgiven. Get, get just freeing people from those obligations. So that's not even a discussion. They, not everybody realizes that, but the president can only postpone, delay, but not forgive. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? President doesn't have the power. He can delay, but he can't forgive under the law of this country. But Joe Biden did it anyway. This guy's a serious ass. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good looking Italian. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon holding this fine country together one phone call at a time. We're going to get into more of them in the next hour. Lara Trump is going to join us as well. We're a minute out from commercial, but if anybody can get it done, it is Doug from Odessa, Texas. Yo, Doug. Yes, sir, Jimmy. My man. How are you living down there? I, I, it's, it's been pretty nice last week. Okay, good. We'll take it. Uh, I did not co-sign for any student loans. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did now. However, However uh -huh. in my business, when somebody defaults on paying me for what is due, mm -hmm. I write it off as a bad owed debt. Mm -hmm. So can I write this off my income taxes as a bad debt? I mean, in a perfect world, yes. In a normal, fair and just world, yes. But we're not in the in the interest of justice or fairness. We're in the interest of buying votes before the midterms right now. So my so guess that's is no. Why we now have, and so that's why we now have more IRS agents yep. who are also going to be armed. Yep. <laughs> Listen, I mean, Doug, you nailed it. I, I This was tough billing. I said you'd get it done brilliantly in a minute. Take a bow, my man, because you got it done. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up. Little radio action with my girl, Lara Trump. She is stopping by in this hour to react to the latest filings from the DOJ. They have submitted their redactions for the Trump raid affidavit. Basically, long story short, uh, there's no deadline for the judge to now decide whether we'll see it or we won't see it or when or where. Uh, but there is now even more concern that the DOJ was not on the level when they decided to raid Mar-a-Lago. I got a bad feeling about this. Okay, folks, understand when they're trying to conceal the specific reason they did something. For the first time in the history of our 246-year country, it's usually because the reason they had wasn't good. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. And I only say that, you know, people say, oh, come on, man. Jimmy, the FBI wouldn't do something like this to a president if they didn't really have the goods. Wrong. You know, you might believe that if you were in a coma during the Mueller probe. You might believe that for, you know, the Michael Avenatti, he was going to take down Trump. You might believe that if you were in a coma for the Michael Cohen's going to take down Trump. You might believe that if you were in a coma for impeachment one or in a coma for impeachment two. But if you were awake for any of this stuff, then you know full well that the government 
completely and totally will break any law known to man to go get what they want. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. I mean, understand, the only rationale we've been given so far is no one is above the law. No one. That is a fact check false. Really? So tell that to the two million people who broke the law by crossing the border so far this year. Okay? Tell that, you know, maybe, I don't know, to the people who were trading classified information on private servers. You can get away with doing that and not going to jail. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Even tell that to a guy that might have been selling influence in our government while his dad was vice president. Hunter's a dirtbag. The point is, the government will do anything. They don't care about precedent. They don't care about, uh, you know, this being on the level. They falsified documents to get FISA warrants to spy on Trump Tower during an election year. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. They might. But you know what? My head will be spewing truths when they squash it like a grape. Okay, we'll get into that with Lara Trump. Other truth I'm going to pull uh, and we're going to talk about a little more in this hour is Joe Biden's decision on student loan forgiveness. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. A lot of people feel that way. Uh, Max is on the line. He is in Highgate, Vermont, listening on WVMT. Yo, Max. Hey, how's it going, Jimmy? Uh, Hello from the Socialist Republic of Vermont. (laughs) It's so funny that when I did that event up there with VMT at the Spang Puppy, it's my understanding I was speaking to every single registered Republican in the state. Is that true? That is true. All 20 of us. Yes. (laughs) I was told it was like 500, but the point is still not a big number. (laughs) Not a, not a big number. Now we're one of those uh, uniparty states you were talking about earlier. That's why I was calling. Yep. Um, I was thinking of a quote when you, when you brought that up, it was from the movie um, shooter with Mark Wahlberg. There was a dirty Senator in there Mm -hmm. and he was giving Mark Mark Wahlberg a speech. And he's like, Hey, he goes in DC. He goes, there's no Republicans. There's no Democrats. There's just haves and have-nots. Which party do you want to be a part of? Yo, that's such a great point, and it's true, and it's timeless, and that's what we're talking about here. These guys go to Washington, even some of them that have the best of intentions in mind, and then someone hands them an envelope full of cash on the floor before a vote, or they get taken to a $6,500 dinner at Cafe Milano, and the next thing you know, they're one of the haves instead of the have not. That is correct. Okay. And this is the problem. Okay. In this moment, most of the people at a time when our problems aren't superficial, meaning we're not dealing with like the pretend problems of the Trump year. Oh, Trump is a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. I'm telling you. Come on. Don't bullshit. But during the superficial era that was the Trump administration where we could focus on pretend problems, no one really cared that the haves were, you know, doing things in Washington uh, and the have nots were powerless to fight them. You know, now we've reached a point where we have real problems like to Trump's credit again and again and again. I just want everybody to understand I'm not an activist. And the reason I always qualify my positions on Trump and parties in the country, and I know it can get relentless to some of you who'd listen around the clock, okay, is I just – I want you to understand that I'm only interested in a fair conversation, fair conversation. You can hate Donald Trump. He didn't drain the swamp. He actually appointed a lot of swampy people, to be fair. But he did slash regulations at a rate of 10 times that of his predecessors. He slashed like crazy. He cut taxes 
the vast majority of which fell to the poor. The benefits, the highest beneficiaries of the Trump tax cuts were the lowest 30 percent of income earners. So every time you hear Biden say something absurd like this, oh, well, the Trump tax cuts, because Biden was catching heat yesterday at the podium. So they tried to defend him in the teleprompter with the biggest font imaginable by saying, oh, if anybody asks, just say Trump gave tax cuts to the rich. Okay, not true, but here it is, clip six. I will never apologize for helping Americans working, working Americans middle class, especially not to the same folks who voted for a $2 trillion tax cut that mainly benefited the wealthiest Americans and the biggest corporations that slowed the economy, didn't do a hell of a lot for economic growth, and wasn't paid for, and racked up this enormous deficit. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, he has no respect. He is just getting pushed out to the podium. They shoot him up with B12 so the guy can, you know, get through something. Biden's lost his marbles. But the point is, no self-respect. No self-respecting person looks into the camera as often as Biden does and spews the gratuitous filth that he does. Understand, the whole premise of his latest presidential campaign was what? This is a battle for the soul of our nation. I decided to run because Donald Trump down in Charlottesville never condemned neo-Nazis and white nationalists. And when I saw Trump refuse to condemn neo-Nazis and white nationalists, I knew I had to run. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Whoa! (laughs) Hold on a second here. Democrats are so full of crap. You understand his whole premise for running was based on a lie. I just showed you. Okay, and then he did what? He got into office. I'm going to govern for all Americans, whether they voted for me or not. I'm going to unify the country. And then he said what? People who want voter ID are Jim Crow on steroids. Listen, i got to be honest with you. If you're throwing a party tonight and you want to get people to RSVP, yes, telling them they're worse than Jim Crow, generally not the best way to boost attendance. I mean, they might show up to throw a brick through your window, but it's not the best way to win people over in the name of unity and then hijack the Major League All-Star game and took it out of Atlanta, a, the second biggest, the second biggest black municipality in this country and moved it to Democratic-run Denver. And something Joe Biden never told you along the way after we hijacked the Major League All-Star game is that after that voter ID law went into effect in Georgia, are you ready for it? Early voting went up 220%. Oh, wow! Never mind that Joe Biden's home state of Delaware doesn't allow any early voting. Zero. Zip. Zilch. You understand? This is a disgusting human being. Disgusting. He's a career politician. He is a disgusting human being. He's willing to say anything, regardless of the effect it has on the country, regardless of the toxic divide it creates, regardless of how hard it inflames tensions. Don't ever forget, he called Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm not a Kyle Rittenhouse fan. I don't care. But he called him a white supremacist. With no, Because why? Why? Because for what, what reason is he a white supremacist? He shot white people. I got to be honest, either there's a typo in the handbook or Biden was just trotting out that bile to inflame tensions a little bit more and rally people to his side. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. These are disgusting human beings.
Okay, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, said the guy who wants to unite the country. Get mad at those people. Fire them from their jobs. I'm trying to unite the country. So I need you to hate 40 percent of the country. Okay, that's the words of the uniter. And lo and behold, what do we come out come to find out? The people who were vaxxed and boosted are getting COVID at a higher rate at this point than the people who aren't. I admire your honesty. Everybody who's vaxxed and boosted, including Jill Biden, who has now just had a rebound case of COVID. Uh, so she's gotten COVID twice in the last three weeks, Jill Biden. Joe Biden, of course, got COVID twice uh, in a period of two weeks after taking Paxlovid. I don't remember that ever happening. It did happen the day after he gave a speech up in Rhode Island where he said he had oil cancer from his mom's windshield wipers. I mean, come on, man. But the fact remains the public has caught on. The Democrats have inflation at a 40-year high. They have us at a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths. Murder is spiked by 35% in this country. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. So when you start to look at the raid on Mar-a-Lago, which we're going to get into with Lara Trump, it's hard not. It's just hard not to believe that it's somewhat steeped in political motivations, especially when you got Biden at the White House yesterday saying, well, the Trump tax cuts, MAGA. Okay, the Trump tax cuts, I've read you an article straight out of the New York Times. Let's face it, you got a tax cut under Trump. And the New York Times in this article goes on to praise what? The messaging apparatus in the Democratic Party and the media has most Americans believing the Trump tax cuts were a sellout to the rich when, in fact, the single biggest drivers of home income were minority families in the lower 30 percent of the socioeconomic bracket in this country. Okay, but they decried them as, oh, sell it to a rich. Why? Because the Democrats really operate in a way that their emotions are their facts. And Biden is part and parcel of that. What did he say yesterday? Well, we got to have student loan forgiveness because black people can't own houses. Here it is, clip seven. Many of you had to leave school because the financial strain was much too high. About a third of the borrowers have debt but no degree. And worst of both worlds, debt and no degree. The burden is especially heavy on black and Hispanic borrowers who on average have less family wealth to pay for it. There's no they don't own their homes to borrow against to be able to pay for college. I mean, just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. <laughs> black people, we got to we got to look out for them. They, they can't own houses. They don't have voter I.D. Folks, they're so stupid, they can't even choose for themselves during election time. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking with Lara Trump about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Here is Joe Biden yesterday. He was asked if the administration had any knowledge at all about the raid. Clip 26. Mr. President, how much advance notice did you have of the FBI's plan to search Mar-a-Lago? I didn't have any advance notice. None. Zero. Not one single bit. You're a liar. 
Dude, there's no way the FBI is operating independently of the president and not briefing him on what they're doing to one of his political opponents. Okay, not Merrick Garland, who now admits to signing off on the raid after being appointed by Joe Biden. Just stop it. But regardless, this is an unprecedented thing, and the DOJ is fighting to not tell you why it happened. One of the main reasons why is because until we have a real answer, it allows them to recklessly speculate and say stupid things like they did yesterday on Morning Joe. Here's clip 28. I can't help but think about why or ask the question, why did he want these documents? What's the purpose? And given who he is, I mean, I can't, I'm not a Harvard, I'm not the dean of the Harvard Law School. Close. Not even close. Not even close. You were closer. Why? (laughs) I mean, aren't we worried that he would monetize this? I mean, he's like, you know, an expert level grifter. I mean, the danger here is is out of bounds, it seems to. I'm surrounded by idiots. Yo, do you understand You can't sell the nuclear secrets, whether it's the codes. They're not a Netflix password. They change every 20 seconds. Okay, you can't sell them, and someone can just take them and call in and be like, hello, I'd like to launch some missiles. That's not how it works. (laughs) Oh, okay, hold on, sir. Let me connect you to a representative. Press 1 to bomb Canada. Press 2 to bomb Latin America. I'm like, dude, that's not how nuclear codes work. And if you're just talking to me about positions, details, locations, Are you going to tell me that those things aren't encrypted? That the people that handle the classified information aren't aware that there's a tracking apparatus in place? This isn't like, uh, I don't know, something you just write on a napkin. And it's just wherever the napkin goes, goes the codes. There's no means of tracing whether or not he photographed the napkin on his phone and texted it to somebody. That would be tracked. There's no means of whether or not he photocopied it, emailed to somebody. That would be tracked. There's no means of whether he just flat out handed off the napkin to somebody else. That would be tracked. You want to know why? Because they're not letting our nuclear secrets go anywhere unencrypted. Okay? Man, oh boy, oh man. They just they think people are so stupid that they're willing to get on TV with a straight face in front of millions of people. Well, I wouldn't say millions of people, but in front of a, a good amount of people. You know, if you're on MSNBC, you know, a few hundred thousand. If you're on CNN, I don't know, like three or four people deciding who to fire next. CNN is the worst. Teresa is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She's got a handle on things. Hello, Teresa. Oh, my good friend, Jimmy. How there, are you today? There you are. I'm good. I'm, it's my last show in New York. I'm, I got another field trip. I'm going to Reno tonight. Wow. Oh, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Yo, it's going to end bad, girlfriend. I might be... Yeah, are I you going to need... run into the meth people and getting arrested again? <laughs> you're a true listener, Teresa. That's why I love you. <laughs> I'm going to be devastated if I don't meet at least one fan in handcuffs. I'm going to be upset about it. Still... I won't be there, so it won't be me. Oh, well, for once. I'm glad you finally cleaned up your act. What do you think about this yeah. raid? You know, I'm so glad you played that clip again. This mm-hmm. is... Your term, weapons grade stupid. Yep. So does this guy really think that Trump is monetizing? Is this like Trump having a garage sale mm. out of Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. <laughs> Stick with me here. Good. You know, the weather starts warming up. You clean out your garage. You pull out all oh, this stuff is worth some money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe some Christmas decorations from 2002. Someone's going to pay five bucks for that. Mm-hmm. Do you really think there's a world that Trump thinks he can sell information? No, of course not. Well, he's a guy who has more money than God. Mm-hmm. 
who donated his presidential salary, but yet he's going to sell documents? Who's believing this? I know. And it's, again, in well, crazy people who hate Trump, so they don't have to look right. inward at the things they hate about themselves. Sure. You know, most people don't they think it's ridiculous. But when, when you really break it down to the physical reality of selling documents, they're mm-hmm. all tracked. They're all traceable. It's, again, <laughs> it's not, like you said, it's not, okay, here's an old rocking horse we don't use anymore. <laughs> I will put this on the lawn for three bucks and see if the Saudis right. want it. Like you get it, <laughs> Teresa. It's it's it's, it's you, you can use that this weekend. Well, I might be using yeah. your house to hide out after I get in trouble with the law. But either way, you're the best. <laughs> we'll do it again soon, girlfriend. Be well. There she goes, the great Teresa. Back with Lara Trump next. Oh, girl. They are slowing it down like I'm at a school dance. Apropos, because if I was going to a school dance with this next guest, we would definitely drink under the bleachers before the dance. I'm not saying we'd go as as a date, no chance, but we would be smoking crank or something. Uh, Lara Trump's here on that fine introduction. How you doing? Wow. Well, just keep the hands above the waist. That's the cardinal rule. And the, you have to have the arms straight out on top of the shoulders, too. Do, do That's you, the rule with the school dances, everyone you, knows. Were you raised? you have to leave room for Jesus? Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> Jesus must be in there, of course. <laughs> wow. That's a it's difference between North Carolina and Nassau County, where I grew up. I mean, it was a bad situation. People were people oh. were tipping for the kind of dancing that was taking place in my high school gym. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> Not wow. gonna lie. I hope it was I hope it was uh, folding money and not money that jingled. That's <laughs> you know, it's really demoralizing when they're throwing change at you for the dance. You're right, Lara Trump. Get up when more... you hit the bottom. <laughs> um, let's get into it. Uh, sounds like the DOJ doesn't want to give us any information on this affidavit. Uh, but here's my theory. I know you listen, you're, you're married into this family. You're on the front lines. But I just want to pull. I just want to test my hypothesis on you. I have a theory. That the reason they want to keep this affidavit as sealed as possible is because it allows their allies in the media to continue to speculate recklessly and sell a lot of crazy, stupid sensationalism like, oh, he was selling the nuclear documents like it was a garage sale at the house. Is there anything to that? You mean you think that this is all about clickbait? No, they wouldn't do something like that. Of course. (laughs) Um, Isn't it interesting, Jimmy, that all of the same Folks in the media who had all these big revelations during the Russia collusion hoax are the same people that are now getting the little drip, drip, drips of information that we see coming out. And that's being leaked, obviously, in an effort by the DOJ to change the narrative and and kind of control things from their perspective. But, yeah, you're exactly right. That's what this is all about. And they're going to keep as much information away from us as they can unless they want it out. I think we all knew that from the beginning. Um, But, you know, it's really sad for America because, you know, people really need to be able to trust our institutions like the Department of Justice. And I think the longer people go without any solid information, without any justification for such an unprecedented raid on a former president's home like we saw happen with my father-in-law, 
I think the more it just goes to further this notion that the Department of Justice is not an agency that people can rely on. Forty-eight percent of independents think it's corrupt at this point in a recent poll. And that's just not good for America. We have to be able to trust our institutions. But, yeah, they're going to keep everything hidden as long as possible and just leak out whatever they want to the media. Oh, it's such a scam. Uh, Larry Trump, they talk about like when they talk about nuclear codes, I was trying to explain it to people. I'm like, it's not a Netflix password. Like, you know, when two people break up, but you can still watch movies on their account. Like, (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb and say the nuclear codes a little more advanced than that. No. Well, I wouldn't know because I, I haven't had any access to it, despite probably what you anybody's read out there. They probably say that we're all just having parties, sharing the codes, whatever. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, like the, all of this stuff is total nonsense. And then the suggestion, I love this one, that somehow the guy who is the pr- most pro-America president of our lifetime, America first, Donald Trump, somehow I, I've heard some people suggest that maybe he was going to sell some of this information, are you kidding me? Every president is able to take information. Every president has the ability to decide what is classified and declassified. My father-in-law should be no different, and he says he declassified everything when he left the Oval Office. But somehow, as usual, the rules are different whenever your name is Donald Trump compared to any other president in history. Uh, it's just so fascinating to watch and to see some of the ideas that some of these folks on, uh, on the left wing of the media are throwing out there. It's really entertaining, quite frankly. Yeah, there's that. Lara Trump is on the line. Uh, Lara Trump, what was the big song at your school dance? Like when I was in sixth grade, Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine was happening. Uh, Rick Astley. Oh, okay. I was going to go. I was going to go with Boys to Men. We had a lot of good Boys to Men. These are slow dances now I'm getting into. Yeah, yeah, know. wow. Yeah, End I mean, of the Road, you know, those type of songs. Those end, were the good old days. End of the Road. Uh, it's it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Yeah. I think that is so the so. Well, I think that's the theme song for a lot of people in the media. It's hard to say goodbye to the <laughs> Trump era because it's good for ratings. People love to click on all of this ridiculousness. It. No, it's true. It's I find it I find it all so fascinating. And it's interesting because it comes like today is really interesting because we get this memo from 2019 that says they recommended that there could not be obstruction of justice charges in the Mueller probe because your father-in-law didn't obstruct justice. So we're getting a reminder that oh by the way there have been government attempts to take this guy down before that were based on garbage. And it comes on the same day that people are continuing to to buy into the possibility that, like, we're selling nuclear codes and secrets, as you said, um, I would imagine, you know, you've never seen them, I know that, but it, this stuff is traceable. Like, they make it sound like it's, like, written on a napkin and we're just passing it around. Yeah, like, he's got it written on his palm and he's just hoping that he doesn't sweat too much playing golf so that it rubs <laughs> off. Like, it's ridiculous. Any of these ideas. The one you just referenced, though, this 2019 memo that, that we got a full redaction on, Um, It's so amazing that they were trying to like they are so happy to show off. Look, we we've been down this road before, but we didn't charge him this time. Well, yeah, because you guys made all that stuff up. Remember when you used the false information to get the FISA awards? I mean, when when does Donald Trump and when do people like him who have all of these false accusations, you know, leveled at them, dragged the country through two years of this nonsense and millions of taxpayer dollars? 
Like, when do we get any reparations on that? When do they say they're sorry? When do they come out and, and ever kind of clear the air on any of this stuff? It never happens. And I think that is also a major frustration for Americans right now, because we've seen this movie before. It was called Russia Collusion Hoax. We know how that went in it, and we know that there was there was nothing done, Jimmy, with any of these people, any of these you know nefarious yeah. characters in the FBI, Department of Justice. Some of these people got great careers out of it, quite frankly. Well, I, I think at the very least, like Peter Strzok and Leash the Page should be charged for going over their data plan on their cell phones. That was a lot of text messages, <laughs> poems. Yes. I love you. I smell Walmart. You know, all remember all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. That, that's what a couple of nice characters. That, I know, but that's actually probably why they got run off. It's not even because they were mad that they were clearly trying to fix an investigation. They were just mad that they went over there anytime minutes, like it was the 90s. Do you remember the old cell phone plans? It's like you had, un- oh, yeah. Yeah, you had unlimited anytime minutes, but there was also a separate charge called airtime. It's like, oh, no, you can call anytime you want for free, but the airtime will cost you. I'm like, then it's not free. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. And don't even try to get on a family plan. My dad had a had a whole time with me with that one. Don't even. <laughs> we don't have enough time in the show for that. Never ended good. Can you also just confirm one other thing? Okay, you married into a family that was in the White House that left the White House. When you leave the White House, it's my understanding from everybody I've talked to that the General Services Administration packs up your stuff, your paintings, your pictures, your clothes, anything in between, puts them in boxes and ships them out to you. It's not like you just checked out of a La Quinta and you just grab anything you can because you got to be out by a and you throw it in a box. So in theory, anything he took home with him was packed by members of the government, was it not? No, that is 100% accurate. I mean, the visual, I'm sure everyone loves it, of Donald Trump, like, by himself in the Oval <laughs> what Office. What time is it? Boxes, <laughs> you know, like, no, of course not. And by the way, let's not forget that it the, the time frame between when one president is inaugurated and, and, you know, the other president moves out. It's a very short window of time. I think it's like six or eight hours or something that they have in there to to put all of this together, to get everything out of there. So, yeah, there, there are a whole host of people from the GSA, as you say, that are in there packing things up. No, my father-in-law was not in there like a La Quinta. 11.55, we got to step on it. It's almost noon. Check out. I don't want to get charged for an extra day. Like, it's it's crazy. But, I mean, again, there are people, this is what I believe. I believe there is in, like, there, there are millions of people who hate presidents so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. And I think your father-in-law offers them a unique opportunity because it's a fountain of content. It generates so much emotion. And we've never had the media commit on the level that they have. Like, if you watch Joe Scarborough right now, like, it's, again, people slander it, but it's actually the highest rated show in Guantanamo Bay because they can't waterboard anymore, so they make you watch Joe and Mika. (laughs) Like, you confess or another Willie Geist is going to come back on if you don't confess. But, But, again, what are they really catering to? Just elite, really rich white people who hate themselves on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. What percentage of the Morning Joe audience do you believe is self-hating white people? Oh, my gosh. I, at least 98, 99 percent. No, that is that is for sure. It really does get the, the prisoners down in Guantan- Guantanamo talking, though. I know that for, for a fact. But it's very what you said is very deep, but it's so true, Jimmy. I mean, these people are so personally unhappy, mm-hmm. and I think it gives them some sort of relief or they it makes them feel better about their own lives to just to put it all on Donald Trump and hate him so much and any chance they get, that's the goal. And that's, that's what they do. It is, it's just so incredible. I think 
to watch. And I, I often look, I'm obviously part of this family and I'm mm. very entrenched in it. But I think we just all have we're just living in such a fascinating time. So many unique things happening. And I think people are going to look back on this time in our history and man, are they going to have a lot to study? Is there going to be a lot to digest, to wade through? Uh, but wow, we get to live it every single day. It's sort of incredible. Yeah, you are. Lara Trump, historic figure. It's not all natty lights and rap battles for you. <laughs> it's true. Although that's, that's what I'm known for, obviously. Well, well, the American people demand that we do some more outnumbered in September. So we got to work on that. Uh, I'm heading out to Reno tonight for some stand-up shows. Uh, Re- I'm in Reno Friday, Saturday, so if I make it back alive, we'll we'll book some TV. Yeah, let's get it on the let's get it on the books. Let's do it. I can't wait. It's there. It was, was nice to interview you one on one today. Usually, when you leave the studio, you get followed up here nowadays. It's pretty funny. Uh, I know, I know, I love it. That's the best. This trio with Harris Faulkner. Let's get that going again. Well, I, a, I think the audience is in for it. It's a, well, it's a thing. But Harris skipped town on us. She's out in like Arizona. You know, she's double fisting right now. She's not on TV this week. I know her and turn, Tony Roll. I know all about that family. I won't get into it on the air, but yeah, man, you think you need an intervention. You ought to see the Faulkners in a lounge chair. Uh, Lara Trump, you're the coolest. Uh, We'll do it again soon, girlfriend. I love it. Thanks a lot. See you, pal. There she goes, the great Lara Trump. Think about Lara Trump, man. I mean, because she is like really cool. I don't have anybody on repeatedly that I don't talk to off the air and go like, oh, this is a cool person. There's nobody you hear on this show. No, never. Okay. Otherwise, you know, there's a lot of big names in politics you never hear on the show. So I don't think they're cool. I don't want to, you know, it's character. I'm trying to give you the person behind the policies. So having someone on just because I agree with their policies is not a justification for me to book them because I can espouse the policies without bringing on this boring guy that puts all my OTR truckers to sleep and they drive off the road. But Lara Trump... You know, when I do talk to her, you know, whether we're doing TV together or we're doing radio or whatever, she's actually just like a really cool girl. Like she loves to talk to me about beer and rap music and karaoke and stupid stuff. And they really are being persecuted in a unique way, in a really unique way. You have to understand that you could be listening to the show because you hate Donald Trump and you hate Fox News and you hate listen to the show. That happens. We have, you know, we have viewers like that on TV that tune in just to scream at their TVs every night. And again, they're screaming from a place of emotion. They can't scream from a place of fact. We have the facts. That's why we win in the ratings. We're telling people the truth. And the truth is here, they are persecuting this man in a really unique and unprecedented way. I just, hear me out, man. Hear me out. Okay? The Mueller probe, we now know, was a hoax. Now, Trump was calling it a hoax during the probe, but we didn't have the concrete proof that federal agents had admitted to falsifying documents in order to spy on him. We, up at the initial stages of this probe, didn't have James Comey going on record and saying, oh, yeah, you know, on the way out the door when I got fired, I leaked classified information so we could trigger a special counsel. We now have that. James Comey admits to that. Okay, we now have Kevin Kleinsmith, a lawyer uh, who represented the Clinton campaign, being charged for going over and lying to the DOJ about this back-channel communication between Trump and an alpha bank in Russia. Dude, just understand, you don't have to like Donald Trump. Everything I just said to you is true. They lied and weaponized the government to stop him. It didn't work. Do you understand, if they're capable of doing that based on thin air, based on thin air, if they're capable of doing it once, they're capable of doing it again. And again and again and again and again, okay? These folks don't 
need a warrant. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. What these folks really need is a hobby. You're absolutely right. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon talking to Lara Trump, taking your calls on student loan forgiveness. The Washington Post of all places said this is a stupid waste of taxpayer dollars. Here's Catherine Rample on CNN, clip 21. There are a lot of people who will benefit who appear to have relatively low or moderate incomes today, but will have very high expected future earnings. I mean, Going to college is generally considered an investment. If you are someone like a medical resident, for example, you will benefit from this because your income is is moderate today, but your future earnings are very high. So I think there are better ways uh, to target the people who are actually suffering from uh, student loan burdens, uh, who are less likely to, to ever be able to pay off their debts, you know, maybe because they never they never actually achieved a degree or they got a degree that was ultimately worthless. There are more targeted ways to do this that Biden has also pursued something more broad based. I, I think it's going to cost a lot of money and, and may end up going to a lot of people who don't really need the help. Basically, what she's saying is Biden sucks. OK, Evan's on the line. He's up in Boston, Massachusetts. Yo, Evan. Yo, Jimmy. Are you uh, I mean, are you a hardcore Red Sox guy? I forgot about this. Oh, yeah, obviously. All right. Well, all right. We can we can still make peace over our love of country, can we not? Oh, of course. I mean, if anything, you have the upper ground this year. I, I can't even stand the Red Sox watching <laughs> them. I mean, I, I'm a diehard born and raised, but I haven't liked the team for a few years now. They've, you know, they yeah. don't have a face of the team anymore. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Like, I was in L.A. over the summer, you know, dodging all the people who went big potty on the sidewalk. And uh, it was so it's so crazy to see Mookie Betts still to this day in a Dodgers. It just blows my mind. But uh, I don't know that you called to talk about Mookie Betts. So you got your loans paid off. Is that what you're telling me or, or that's how it's going to go? So I, I had three loans. I paid two of them off. But one of them I always had an issue with. And they weren't like I went into default. But then eventually I you know, was making a little more money. I was trying to call and make payments. And they wouldn't accept my payments unless I joined this called an income driven uh, repairment program mm-hmm. but then the payments were going to be anywhere from like four or five dollars a month and it wasn't going to do anything and i was randomly calling say hey i've got 50 bucks extra can i pay 50 dollars to it and they weren't taking it wow. well three weeks ago i got a 500 hundred dollar check sally may uh lost a lawsuit and everyone who was in my type of situation uh ended up getting some sort of check from you know, the lawsuit, mm-hmm. I think it was $92 million, something like that. Um, and now I was, I've actually been in touch with the student loan company about trying to get into a new payment program to pay off my defaulted debt. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to end up having it cleared. So I'm calling to shamefully uh, thank and apologize all the Americans who will be, <laughs> you know, co-signing my student debt. <laughs> and paying it off for me. Because the, the frustrating thing for me I'm is it actually takes, Go ahead. It takes away a proud moment of. Yes! That, no, no, that's the point, Evan. We're cutting the commercial anyway. You hit the nail on the head. Ownership. 
live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Fired up for a big hour of Fox Across America. My final hour in New York as we depart for Reno Tahoe International this evening. We will be, of course, partying down at the Carson Nugget Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, those events completely sold out now. Hey, man, that means a lot to me. You can, of course, uh, still come to the Casino Players Club. I was told there are a handful of tickets left if you want to get in and, you know, you're a casino player and all of that fine print. I don't know how that works, uh, but I do know it's going to be a wild one, an absolutely wild one, when the Fox Across America crowd gets the band back together tomorrow night. Uh, no, we're going nuts, and I'm really I'm so excited to see all of you guys. In this hour, we're going to be talking with Brian Brenberg, who is, of course, an econ professor uh, at the King's College, a brilliant economic mind here at Fox News. We'll also talk with my man Brian Lee, who is out at the Carson Nugget uh, fortifying things, getting ready, you know, restocking the bar. The Fox Across America crowd is a rowdy one, and uh, I feel this weekend more than any in recent memory. Like, we had a wild time in the Ozarks last week. But that was before Biden gave away 10,000 of our dollars <laughs> for loans that we didn't even take out ourselves. Now people are like so pissed this week. Like, I really feel like an extra debt uh, to have a good show. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> it's like half the country right now. I always say I'm trying to like lower the thermostat. You know, we've got to be the calm, cool crowd. And uh, man. We have never had a steeper assignment than the one we're staring down this week. Here's the media. Okay, the media. Uh, I'm going to play you a montage of their reaction to Joe Biden taking on student loans. And I want to point out before I do, the big critique of the media, and I can tell you this as someone who went to the White House Correspondents' Dinner this year, is they are so spectacularly out of touch with what people really care about. You know, one of the reasons they were blindsided by the outcome of the 2016 election is because they thought you cared about the things they cared about. Wrong. Well, Trump's tweeting bad stuff. The American people must be really upset about this. Wrong. No. The American people heard, hey, I'll get you jobs. Hey, I'll slash regulations. Hey, I'll secure the border. Hey, I'll get us out of stupid trade deals. Hey, we'll get out of the Paris Climate Change Agreement that gave $50 billion, you know, $50 billion in economic concessions from our economy in exchange for a non-binding commitment from the other polluting nations. Okay? Hey, we'll get out of the Iranian nuclear deal that gave all of that cash access to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. That's stupid. Use your common sense. That's what they heard. But the people in the media were like, he said Rosie O'Donnell's fat. Oh, nobody's going to vote for the guy now. Wrong. Okay, and this is the problem. Their priorities aren't your priorities. So the media thinks that giving away your tax dollars for loans you didn't take out is a good thing. Because in their worldview, it is. If the Democrats want to do it, it must be good. If the American people aren't on board with it, they must be too stupid to realize that this is a good thing. Here it is. Clip one. President Biden acknowledging in his words that a ticket to college has gotten too expensive and pointing out he is keeping a key campaign pledge. He told a really, I thought, heartrending story about why it is personally so important to him. His family ah! could not afford to send him to stop college. The clip. Talked about how stop the clip. You have to stop the clip. We're going to play the whole clip again, but I want to stop before I lose my place. He told... 
a personally heartwarming story about why this is so important. She said that, okay, I always say we're living in the death of shame. Here's the immediate proof. Here's the heartwarming story. Clip 40. And I remember my senior year, I got into uh, one of the little ivies and I got into a number of schools and we're trying to get the money even with financial assistance to be able to go there. We had four kids, all of, uh, all of us wanting to go to school. And, um, and I remember going down after a baseball game. I went, went to a really good school up in Claymont, Delaware, on the Pennsylvania border, and uh, drove down to Newark, Delaware. My dad worked at an automobile agency. And I walked in, and I had my spikes, and because the reason I was going down, when your dad works at an automobile agency, the great advantage, you get a new car to go to the prom, or a good used car off the lot. You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. And so I went down to my 51 Plymouth uh, with uh, beach towels for seat covers. And uh, I had my uniform on, my spikes off. I ran in, and the woman's name was Mary, who ran the place. I said, Mary, where's Dad? She said, he's out in the lane going into the, in the repair shop. Give him my word, true story. According to that montage, that true story was the heartwarming tale of why this was so important to him personally. You gotta do better than that. Dude, that true story, if it's true, isn't even comprehensible. It doesn't even explain anything. Well, I went to visit my dad because the advantage of your dad is you'd get a new car. Uh, True story, it was a used car. So I pulled up with towels over the seat covers, ran in with my golf spikes on and said, where's dad? This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. But back to this media montage of them praising him, just so you understand the level of shilling going on in the corporate press. This is clip one. I could not afford to send him to college, and he talked about how his father felt ashamed. This is yet another victory for for the president and his supporters, and as you note, uh, in your view, for the rest of the country as a whole, um, take off your political hat on that front. Everyone would like to have their, their loans paid down and go to college. The media is a bunch of losers. Everybody, wait, what? Dude, the cost of college is the reason people are in such high debt. Does this bill address the cost of college? The answer would be no. Is there anything in the bill that says effective immediately, colleges have to lower prices? The answer would be no. Dude, this is bananas. Like, my head hurts because I'm trying to just articulate the insanity of what you just heard in that montage. Okay, the brazen lying. Uh, He told a story of why this was so important to him. No, he didn't. He meandered about used cars to the prom and then just stopped talking. I mean, think about that. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. But when she says, oh, take your political hat off for a second, it's off. Okay, political hat is off. Okay, Tony took out a loan. Frankie didn't. Okay, Tony is going to get a $10,000 break on his loan by making Frankie pay. Political hats off. Is that fair? The answer would be no. In what world is making other people pay for your debts fair? Number one, it's not. But number two, the problem here is what? 
the cost of college. We are now telling colleges, hey, charge whatever the hell you want. If it gets a little pricey, we'll give the kids a taxpayer kickback from time to time. What do you think they do next? They raise the prices even more. Don't forget this. Just listen. I don't like to do a show that gets bogged down in minutia, but I'm slightly smarter than I sound. Every college, no one's even talking about this on the news. Every college, every college, when the pandemic hit, took massive PPE loans. They got bailed out by the taxpayers. Massive government loans. Wrote off the interest they paid on those loans. Okay. Stayed profitable while charging kids full freight to learn from home. Wouldn't even let them on campus with vaccine mandates, mask mandates, everything in between. And then when the pandemic was over and the government kept them afloat and the taxpayer subsidized the whole thing, what did they do? They all raised tuition. That's just how white folks will do you. Colleges are absolutely positively hosing the American people. And Biden just gave them ammunition to do it even more. This is not okay. It's a scam. When you hear, oh, he told a heartwarming tale. Folks, we're living in the death of shame. I just played you the tale. It wasn't particularly heartwarming. It was about getting a car to go to the prom in. And then he ran to the dealership and his golf spikes. Where's dad? He's out on the lot. I mean, it's bananas. But this is what we're dealing with here. A death of shame where people just want to sell something is a good idea because it's passed by the Democratic Party, which is the one they root for. Steve is in Buford, South Carolina. That's good living, man. Yo, Steve. Hey, Jimmy. My man. I'm getting you out the speakerphone because I hate that annoying feedback. Um, <laughs> you still hear me? Oh, I hear you loud and clear, Steve-O, and I appreciate that effort because a lot of people do the speakerphone thing, and then you can't hear, and I'm listening to your bad music, although you strike me as a guy that might have some decent classic rock on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was listening to you on the car radio while I'm driving. I'll take hey, it. Listen, you know, The responsibility of paying your debt is one thing. The colleges are out of control, and and they love making the money for for their campuses and all that kind of stuff, paying their, you know, directors and so forth. It's a huge racket. But listen, what it basically comes down to here is Biden is just trying to buy himself votes for the next election. That that is what it is. He's using our tax dollars. He's using all of us that that are not interested in him and ready for a a management change because – Things have been running so far downhill. He's using our tax dollars to buy himself votes. That's one of the things that it comes down to. You know, what, what's next? You're headed out towards Reno next weekend? Yep. Hey, uh, how, about, how, we, how about we get all the, the leftists, all those people that are gamblers, that, that mm-hmm. uh, associate as gamblers, they make bad decisions going out there with their gambling. What are we going to do, bail them out next because they made bad decisions? <laughs> Yo, I would sign up in a second for blackjack forgiveness, but I don't think they're going to. Actually, they might give it to me if I vote Democrat. But, yes, you make a good point. We have to be responsible for our own decisions. I mean, it's just that's adult life. Yeah, you know, a lot of people that went into to trade stuff. I paid for my college as I went. I, I never finished my, my, uh, my bachelor's, got my associate's. And and I decided, hey, I'm going to. Oh, buddy! I lost your signal, but Steve, you're you're spot on though. He makes a really good point. You've got to own your decisions, and think about this. Every the Democratic Party. This is how insane the contradiction in terms is right now. Okay, the Democratic Party, right now, fighting for this in classrooms. Okay. In one classroom is a college kid 
who at the age of 18 made a decision he now regrets, you as a taxpayer need to give him a $10,000 bailout. In the other classroom is a kindergartner, and the Democrats want that kindergartner to have the right to make a life-altering surgical decision about their bodies. What the hell is the world coming to? Think about that. We got to bail out the 18-year-olds because at that age, they don't even know what kind of decisions they're making for themselves. But if the five-year-olds want to, you know, transition their entire body and gender, that's cool. I mean, dude. They're crazy. And so are you if you agree with them. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be wrapping with Brian Brenberg in the next hour. Next hour. In the next break. There is no next hour. I'll be headed to the airport. Going out to Reno. I don't know if I'm coming back, though. Uh, i got to work this out, United. Uh, Expedia, if you're listening, get your lives together. Get some wacky travel reservations. Uh, but Kevin, he is joining us now. He does not need United or Expedia. He's just called us at the toll-free number, 888-788-9910. Yo, Kevin, what's up in Hampton Roads, Virginia? Hey, good afternoon, uh, Jimmy. It's been a while since we talked, uh, yep. way back when you first started your show. But yes. I, I love your show. I think you're awesome. Oh, I'm a, I want to say where I'm coming from before I tell you my main point is okay. I'm a Republican. My wife's a Republican. Uh-huh. We don't even like Democrats, frankly. But uh, my wife was shocked last night to come home and see one prominent national news figure stand up and point to his butt and tell people that they need to get off their ass and start working and pay their own bills. And my wife works 24-7, 365. She's a speech therapist in a public school. Mm -hmm. And when she came home yesterday, she said, all those teachers were jumping for joy. Yes, they're helping us. And here's Here's the thing. They're, they're calling – our local radio was calling people losers sitting around all day smoking weed, uh, spoiled <laughs> brats. And yeah. my, my wife and my daughter – my daughter uh, has a huge amount of debt. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Their debt is bigger today. My wife graduated eight years ago than it was eight years ago, and they've never missed a payment. And that's because there's this thing called pay-as-you-earn. Yep. And so it's not that there's a bunch of freeloaders out there. Mm-hmm. It's that the government, Congress, and the Obama administration passed a law and said, if you can't afford to pay the full amount, no worries. You can pay half. You can pay zero. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's considered a payment. And then 10 years and, – and here's the thing. The federal government has agreed to pay whatever's left after 10 years if you've done public service – 20 or 25 years. So it's actually in the best interest of the American people to pay it off now while it's 1.6 trillion and 3% instead of 15 years from now when it's 4.7 trillion and 8%. The government may default then, but they're on the hook. They promised all these borrowers, you don't have to make a full payment, don't worry. So it's not that these people are freeloading and not working mm-hmm. and not paying. They're doing everything the government says they're supposed to do. But what I'm trying to say, I think, is understand that the people who are getting the bill for this, you say it's in the Americans' best interest to pay this off now because of some type of government interest deal. But how is it fair to people who didn't take out these loans to have to pay for them? I agree with you completely on that. But here's the thing. We have this uh, crisis and people don't realize. You remember what happened in 08 when there was this domino effect and all the banks in the world were going to fail because of the mortgage-backed security crisis and everybody was defaulting? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. 
the Obama administration and everybody created this hole, the $1.6 trillion hole, and all these people are doing what they're supposed to do. But if you take a little calculator and you just multiply everything by 7.5%, roughly the average loan rate, in 15 years, which is 25 years from when they passed this law, they said we will pay it all off after 25 years. And so the federal government's going to owe $4.7 so, trillion. Dollars. So is your thesis that Obama screwed up, but because we're going to get the bill for his screw up, we should just suck it up and pay now while the bill is smaller? Is that what you're saying? Well, or we can just let 2008 happen all over again because if the United States government can't afford to pay the 4.7 but trillion why don't dollars, we, my question is why don't the people? Fold. I know, but why don't the people who took out the loans just keep paying them? Well, that's the thing. They are. They're not. They're, there's a thing called pay as you earn. It's part mm-hmm. of the program. They say, well, look, if you go to college when you graduate, no worries. Whatever you can afford to pay based on your income, mm-hmm. you pay. Like my my wife's full amount would be like four hundred ninety dollars a month. You know how much mm-hmm. she's required to pay mm-hmm. under the current law? Mm-hmm. Zero, because it's based on family size, income, the poverty rate, and and oh, Biden. There's a couple things in this law. Mm-hmm. That were that no one's talking about. Uh, the the basic formula before this new law was, you're required to pay uh, only 10% of your discretionary income per year above 125% of the poverty line. Now this new law changes it to 5% and 225%. Mm-hmm. So a teacher, in order to have to pay the full loan amount, they would have to double their salaries. Mm-hmm. So none of them are paying the full amount. Okay. But they're working uh-huh. their butts off. Well, that's fair. But the, uh, how about the people working their butts off who didn't take out the loan? That's the scam. There's plenty of people working well, their butts off, and they didn't take out the loans. So that's the issue. Like the interest thing that you're computing, I get, but there's no way to slice this. I mean, the White House flat out admitted, what's in it for the people who didn't take out these loans? Nothing. Okay, nothing. Um, listen, I, you got a lot of brilliant knowledge. I love talking to you. We got to do it again. I'm only getting off the phone because we have a commercial break coming up, but definitely call back any other time. And I'm going to run some of your analysis by Brian Brenberg and see if he throws the challenge flag. Kevin, I love you no matter how the instant replay goes. We'll do it again soon. 888-788-9910. Brian Brenberg joining us next. We're going to go to the videotape like it's Warner Wolf on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon, talking about student loan forgiveness and other terrible ideas. Um, This next guest had a whole host of ideas when we split up yesterday. There may or may not have been whiskey involved in the decision-making process. But it's my understanding that uh, he bought a 65 Mickey Mantle baseball card after leaving my office. <laughs> Joining us now to explain his side of this, Brian Brenberg is here. Hey, man. I, I did, in fact, do that. I will not say what influenced that decision. But I've been looking. Look, if you're a baseball card collector, the 65 Mantle, I think, is one of the most beautiful cards. The problem is they're really expensive right mm-hmm. now. I found a guy. Selling one raw, not graded or anything like that. Looked yeah. good. Checked out. He's a Minnesota guy, okay, so I knew he was fair. telling the truth. Yep. He is on the so up and up. I picked it up. That's wow. Right. Well, I want to say this because the first thing I thought of is when you confessed to doing this. You're like, hey, Jimmy, I got a caffeine buzz. There was no clearly no alcohol involved. <laughs> yeah. I got a caffeine buzz, and I bought a Mickey Mandel card on the way home to the family. I got to be honest with you. You shouldn't feel any – there are husbands out there. <laughs> That buy a lot worse things on the way home to the family. Okay, some some of them are buying women. Oh yes, I've read about that. In the Bible. <laughs> yeah, if, if your worst vice is a piece of cardboard about two inches by 
two inches, you're okay. Thank you. There's an old, I'll tell you, there's an old street joke about that where a guy, married guy, is walking home. And the guy goes, hey, buddy, you know, can you, can you spare a couple of bucks? And he goes, no, you're only going to blow it on booze and horses. And he goes, no, I don't, I don't drink or gamble. He goes, I'll tell you what, here's 20. You got to come home with me. He's like, why? He's like, I want to show my wife what happens to a guy who doesn't drink or gamble. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's true. It's an old Abe Lincoln quote. Uh, he who is without vice is often without virtue. Oh, there you go. So if your Look vice happens to be a sloshed Mickey Mantle purchase... <laughs> You have some virtue, Brian Brenberg. I did have to clear it with the missus, though. I will say that. Yeah. And I did get one of those sideways looks. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> We're gonna, you're going to drop this amount of money on, on that, that piece of paper? Well, next time around, trot out the Abe Lincoln quote. I will. I find it to I, be. As Jimmy was relating to me the other night as we were discussing <laughs> politics and virtue, <laughs> Abe Lincoln once said, well, listen, man, uh, Joe Biden did go to college with Abe Lincoln. I believe they graduated <laughs> the same year. But I still don't see that as a justification for doing what he did yesterday. Mm. Is this fair in any way? No, it's not fair. It's obviously not fair. Even people who are supported aren't trying to make the fairness argument. Yeah. They're trying to make some kind of act. You heard Elizabeth Warren yesterday making the economic argument. Look, it's going to take debt off their plate, and it's going to boost the economy, right? Because you're going to have all these people spending. So she's trying to make the economic argument. It's not fair. Somebody made a decision to take on student debt. Now, they may regret that decision. It may have been a bad decision. Got it. But that's, that's part of how things work. That's part of how people learn. That's part of how you live life. You don't ask somebody else who didn't make that bad yeah. decision to pick that up for you because it, it doesn't work over the long term. You want to talk about the long term. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work because what happens is people say, OK, should I go to should I go to college? Should I take out a loan? Well, you know, I don't really know, but it sounds like I'm going to get it forgiven at some point anyway. So yeah. nothing better in mind. Why not do it? That's a fundamentally bad reason to go to college, folks. That's a great point, Brian Brenberg. And that's the issue. Self-reliance, personal responsibility take a rain check to, uh, on something like that, which is bad as it stands, but bigger than that is, again, uh, more college, uh, but nothing to control the cost thereof. The, co- the You know, again, the issue we keep hearing is, oh, this crippling debt. Okay, maybe work on the price. Yeah, well, maybe the problem is you got some overcharging and under-delivering. I mean, that's, look, professor, I'm a professor. Professors ought to be the number one group against this because what this essentially says is you guys have overcharged and underdelivered so badly uh-huh. that people who didn't buy your product now have to bail out people who did. I mean, think, think about, about that. That's I'm... what's happening here. Professors ought to say, my gosh, I'm either ashamed that that's true or it's not true, and we can't do this. Well, that's, that's interesting that you, may, you say that because what Elizabeth Warren tried to say yesterday in selling this was these poor people, their only sin was wanting to go to college and take on a loan. Okay, but it's one. It's still one sin. Okay, I don't quite call it a sin, but again, if you're going to frame it in that sense, all right, it's still the one sin. You're handing the bill to the guy who's had zero sin. The, the guy who didn't have any sin, who though. Who chose other sins that didn't impose <laughs> debt on anyone. And believe me, there were sins, folks. It's a uh, long season. Nobody goes undefeated, Jenny. <laughs> don't judge me, okay? Brian Brenberg's in studio. It's a scam, but here's the other thing. Okay, I want to run this by you because this is my understanding. We forgive this debt, which, again, is not being forgiven. It's, it's they a, want their money. Clear. It's, a, it's a handout. It's a transfer. Nothing goes away. You, you know, in Goodfellas, you know, but now he owns the restaurant. You know, <laughs> don't have the money? F you, pay me. Don't have the F you, pay me. So now what did we do? You lit a match. You blow the joint. That's where we are. Okay, Paulie wants his money. Paulie still wants oh. his money. That's the issue. 
But my understanding is when you frame this, because what they like to do is hit you with a staggering number, dollar amount of, of student loan debt. Yeah. But even in forgiving this money, at the rate we accumulate debt for college, we're four years away from having the same amount of debt in the country. That's the way it was framed, give or take a few bucks. Yeah. So I, I know I don't want to blow, you know, get, get it lost in the weeds here, but the point is the cost of college will still keep going That's up. the point. This does nothing about the underlying issue. In fact, it just stokes it. Obviously, it just stokes it because mm-hmm. now these students say, well, I could probably afford another – Ten grand in college debt and a price for college because you're handing all this money to me. So it just keeps ratcheting this thing up. And colleges say, well, I better build bigger buildings and, and better lazy rivers and bigger <laughs> gyms and, and, and better dining halls in order to attract these students who have all this money. Self-perpetuating. Yep, that, there it is. And then, you know, 100 years from now when they don't like your politics, they'll take the name off the building you financed. Exactly. There you go. There. <laughs> We've got a naming opportunity for you until we cancel you, okay? <laughs> it could last a couple years, so enjoy it while it does. You can, if you can throw us a few million bucks, we'll slap your name on the side of a library. Of course, you might vote the wrong way in 20 years, so we'll resell the name of the library. But don't get bogged down by all of that right now. Don't worry. George Washington University is about to be renamed George Jefferson University, but don't read anything into that. It doesn't matter. It's not important. That's not the issue. We're talking to Brian Brenberg, okay? I heard COVID is an excuse. You know, it was the pandemic. I heard equity. I hate, listen, man, there's nothing I hate more than race stuff. But even Biden's, you know, infantilized view of minority voters, they don't have houses to borrow from to pay off this debt. It was very condescending, in my opinion, without getting focused on it. But I also think it speaks to a lack of understanding of how people pay for college. Because, well, first of all, when you're applying for college, you don't own a home. Yeah. You generally don't own one the minute you get out. Anything. I mean, this is all about what you're going to do in the future. I mean, that that's the point. Like you Uh rack up this debt and it's it's like the mortgage sitting behind you. Like, I got to go to work. I got to clean up life. I got to get straightened out. I got to do things. Uh And these students now are saying, well, why do I have to get a job? Why do I have to come into the office? All these Apple workers saying I want to come in the office. Right. Funny. Why should I come in the office? I didn't have to pay my dad. Why do I have to come into work? I mean, it actually, I'm seriously, it trickles into the economy. Mm-hmm. If you're owed an education, why aren't you owed a job? And if you're owed a job, why aren't you owed a place to work like exactly where you want? If that's at home, then it's at home. It's really weird, but it, there are a lot of socialist tendencies here I don't like. Um, even if it does take us down a path that ultimately leads to baseball card purchase forgiveness, <laughs> I still don't think it's fair. Now, as much now as, we're talking about as, something reasonable. As much as I like you and your bad habits, I don't know that we should be Look, forgiving. I was 42 years old, and I bought this Mickey Mantle, and I should not have done it. But what can you expect out of a 42-year-old guy? I mean, I can't make good decisions at that point. <laughs> He's too young. Saying, I'm too young. I was naive. I didn't understand what was ahead of me. I couldn't make a good decision there. <laughs> My not- only sin was buying that man. Thank you. So now I'm going to pay for it, and I don't even own the mantle. That's the problem. (laughs) I'll let you take a look at it sometime. Brian Brenberg, he's hosting Fox Business Tonight tonight. Okay, we mentioned this yesterday. My analogy I keep coming back to is you're getting a bill from Applebee's, and you didn't go to Applebee's. I, I listen, if they were to send me an envelope full of chicken fingers, I'd think about it. <laughs> but I'm not even getting the chicken fingers. I'm not getting a mozzarella stick. I'm not getting a half-price potato skin. You're between not even four getting like six. that free dessert when they come by and sing happy birthday nothing. to you. And you pretend it's your birthday. Like, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Do, you do that, Brian Brenberg, you Well, back life. in the days when I had to pay out the student loans, you bet I was pretending. <laughs> yeah. Every day was my birthday you, when I walked in Applebee's. You had to get creative, that's man. That's right. You got to well, eat. Well, that's what I think about. I think about, like, Jenny Fallon. Okay, when I met Jenny Fallon, um, she was now going to Cleveland State. 
I know uh, nobody likes a show off, but there she was at Cleveland yeah. State. Now it's fine. Now she's going to Cleveland State, and uh, she's getting her t- t- degree in early education. And what is she doing when she's not at school full time? She's working at a Longhorn Steakhouse, waiting tables and picking up go. extra bartender shifts, but working right. like around the clock. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And like all of those people, they flat out admitted it yesterday. Miguel Cardona, your education secretary, <laughs> Ducey goes. So there's nothing in it. So there's nothing in it for the people who paid off their bills. He goes, No. I'm like, Yo, <laughs> I give it to Cardona. Yes. That, that was the first honest thing that was said all day. Is anybody going to be helped who did the right thing? No. no. <laughs> Next question. If you listen closely, you can hear the entire White Horse press team facepalm. Because <laughs> he's not supposed to say that. He's supposed to do what Kareem Jean-Pierre does, which right. is filibuster about the pandemic and climate well, change I'm glad inequity. that you brought up how many accomplishments the, uh, the president has had. And I want to <laughs> go through all those right now. But No, Cardona is honest. Like, nope. You get nothing, and you get nothing. It's all going to the people who didn't pay the bill. Well, this is the bottom line, and I said this earlier on the show, uh, so forgive me if you heard this. But he's not telling the truth when he says the American people who did the right thing get nothing because they are all getting a giant middle finger. (laughs) They are. They're getting a giant as far as the eye can see. They're getting an average of $2,000 in debt sitting on their kid's plate or whoever's going to pay this back someday. Think about this. Uh, As a Yankee fan, do you remember we had Jack McDowell? Oh, he got it from the White Sox. Black Jack McDowell. His big scandal as a Yankee fan is he got taken out of a game and booed, and he gave the crowd the middle finger. He gave 55,000 people the middle finger at Yankee Stadium, and they're like, well, you'll never work again. (laughs) We got in the White House right now who just gave 300 million people the middle finger. Exactly. 300 million people. And that is the middle finger. When you flat out say, no, there's nothing. And you know what Biden said yesterday, Bremberg? Okay, he was asked, how is this fair to the people who did the right thing? What did he yell? How is it fair that corporations don't pay enough in taxes? So what does that mean? I'm impressed that you could understand what he was saying in that <laughs> comment. Because all I heard was, how about the power? Huh? Well, what's funny is, we're talking to Brian Bremberg. What's funny is, I was playing this montage of the media giving him an attaboy for student loan forgiveness. This is a good thing. And one of the reporters, I don't know whose name it is in the montage, goes, and the president told a heartwarming tale about why this mattered so much to him. Now, you know and I know the tale he told, which I've played it three times on the show today, <laughs> isn't even in English, and it doesn't mention student loans. Because I remember my dad... You worked at a car dealership, and the perker, your dad, this is a true story, is you can get a new car to go to the prom. But it's a used car. So I pull up in the used car to my dad's office with towels, beach towels over the seats, and I still got my baseball spikes on. And I run in there. Well, anyway. And this is depicted. The, the level of detail in that story. Because I you heard know, it three times. And there was a giraffe sitting next to me, and I told that giraffe, if you ask for one more banana, I'm going to throw you out of this car. <laughs> And the reporter goes, the president told a, a heartwarming story. It was heartwarming if you had just chugged straight whiskey <laughs> and you got heartburn. Yes, it's a heartwarming story. But if you're listening to it, you're like, you didn't say anything. What are you, what are you talking about? It's a here? phantom punch. It's a phantom. There was no story. That's uh, what's crazy, Brian Brenberg. It was crazy. Again and again and again. I am not supposed to be the voice of reason in this country. Uh, but I have become the voice of reason. You do what you and, have to and, do. <laughs> you know those like <laughs> Kurt Russell type movies where a guy wakes up with like nothing but a dog and a hangover, and it's like, oh, I'm saving the world today. That's 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 the movie we're watching here. <laughs> that's all this is. I got some whiskey and a dog. I don't even have that much whiskey because some runaway baseball card vigilante purchaser might have taken most of my whiskey. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Brian Bremberg, five o'clock. 
Fox Business Real Tonight. Quick, can yes. I tell you who's on the show tonight? Oh, I, I, this blows my mind. Yes, repeat it. Hall to of listen. Famer Rod Carew is joining us at 5 p.m. on Fox Business Tonight to talk about the state of baseball in America. How is that, that that's the hook? Rod Carew. I thought you got him on because you said you knew Jimmy Fallon. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. No, that's amazing. Is that all? I, it is. I'm pumped. I will actually, as you know, I don't watch you even when I'm on. That's right. No, I'm kidding. I'll be there, Brenberg. I am all over it's this. It's a lifetime experience. you got to see. He's got a lot to say, too, but very active in this conversation. It's interesting. Oh, he's, he's Rod Carew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, my, oh, my goodness, great. This is a really big deal. Fox Business Tonight, you get Brian Brenberg. You get Rod Carew. Exactly. I mean, what more do you want from yeah, me? That's, that's it. Are you not entertained? Isn't that the line of Gladiator? <laughs> Are you not entertained? You got Brenberg. You got Rod Carew. I'm out of here. I'm going to turn my channel do it. to that. That's what I'm doing. I'll back after this. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, the Mr. Breeze of radio. Going to be hauling down the road. To Carson, Nevada. I will be at the Nugget tomorrow night as well as Saturday. Joining me now on the line to wrap this up, uh, the man opening the show. Uh, ladies love Brian Lee. Yo, Brian Lee. Jimmy, how are we doing today, brother? Uh, apparently we're doing good. Uh, it is my understanding uh, all the shows are sold out, but you can get a few tickets uh, if they have a casino. If they go to the Casino Players Club. Is that what we're down to? So yeah, what it's looking like right now is uh is the uh, the shows are sold out like you said the uh, but the, for the ten thirty shows there might be some seats opening up, uh, but yeah they won't be able to get them online. They actually have to show up at the uh, at the box office there and, and get those. So uh, but uh, so we got to write some jokes, dude. Is what you're telling me. As far as <laughs> wait, this, this is a this is a hell of a night to not have an act. I'm kidding. We're going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be epic. I'm 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 pumped up to get back out there. Um, let me ask you this. I need some local intel. I buy a lot of weird cowboy boots because I wear them on TV and it distracts from my glaring lack of intellect, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Are we able? Am I going to be able to get some boots out there? Are there like Western wear stores? I never. I just never thought to ask you this. The place to go is mm-hmm. 20 minutes down the road from Carson City. It's mm-hmm. a it's a little place called Virginia City. Oh, uh, made famous by the old television show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they still do all the cool stuff up there. They do like the the gunfights in the streets, you know. And it's well, like, I can get like gunfights in the streets like here in New York, and they're not even fake. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're gonna have to lure me with something better than that. You're like, there's a guy peeing on the sidewalk. I'm like, got it. I'm kidding. <laughs> that sounds great, man. Oh, that sounds rad. Listen to me. Your phone just turned into a rotary phone. I don't know if you can if you can hear me, but uh, I heard you say you live here, and then it just sounded like they wrapped the cord around your neck, like you owed somebody money. There you go. You're a whole new man. Uh, Brian Lee on the line really quick. He is, of course, eagerly awaiting my arrival uh, out in Carson, Nevada. So really quick, dude, when I leave Fox today, I'm getting on a flight to Sacramento. I get into Sacramento at like 11, and then I got to drive over to Reno from Sacramento in the middle of the night. Uh, So I'm kind of on a bender. So the next time you see me will be tomorrow at the casino on Zero Sleep. Uh, It's going to be a wild one, dude. Solidarity. We're syncing up. We're syncing up. No, Brian Lee, I love you for that. Get your game face on because the champ is coming. 
I can't wait. I will see you at the Nugget, my man. There you go. The big Brian Lee, he is out at the Carson Nugget, and I do promise the sound system there, much better than the 91 Nokia phone he just called me on, uh, apparently riding in the back of the trunk of someone's car. No, I love Brian Lee. He's the best, and uh, he's a great act. Uh, honored to have him open in the show tomorrow night and again on Saturday. And uh, if you're in the Reno area and you did not get tickets to these shows, because as he said, they're sold out. You can't get any more tickets online. There might be a handful that open up at the casino night of, but there's a meet and greet. All you KKFT listeners who are listening out in Reno, I am doing a live meet and greet at the casino tomorrow at noon. I will be doing it on absolutely zero sleep. It's going to be whole hilarious because when I go on a bender like this I get like delirious and it'll be fun there'll be no filter it's going to be a wild time so if you're in the area let's get the band back together the Fox Across America crowd coolest kids on the radio or anywhere for that matter doing a damn thing again tomorrow night in Carson City I am out of here I got a flight to catch the show is over pay up get out be a Republican be a Democrat just don't be a I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.